0: of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Hope you guys are having yourselves a good week as we are rolling along here on the Locked On Panthers podcast as we are counting down the days. We are now actually we're in the single digits if you can believe it. 9 days away from the start of the 2020 NFL draft but if, and uh, we're actually going to I wanted to continue Talking about the uh, position previews. We did that starting yesterday with the quarterbacks. So I wanted to continue on that with the running backs and how fitting that all this lands on this day. The day I want to talk about running backs in the draft is the day that the Panthers paid there. So we obviously are going to start there. That's the big news. Out of Carolina from Monday, Christian McCaffrey locked up now for the next six years. As it's been reported Monday, Uh, I think Adam Schefter had it first. At least that's the first person I saw it from. Uh, A four-year extension for Christian McCaffrey worth $64 million. So you do the math, that's $16 million a year, which makes Christian McCaffrey the highest paid running back in NFL history, and you know, does it? I would say deservedly so. You know, I, I get the argument, and we'll touch on this a little bit on you know both sides of the coin. But um, the the fact of the matter is, you know, just looking at the numbers, you know, it's I don't don't see anything on spot rack yet. You know, you still have the the numbers that he's going to get from this year. Because keep in mind, um, this is a four year extension that is on top of. The two remaining years that Christian McCaffrey had on his rookie contract, because of course he's been with the Panthers now for three seasons, and then obviously the Panthers uh, exercised his fifth-year option. Um, and speaking of fifth-year options, there was also a note from uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that this contract also has a, or this contract extension also has a uh, a fifth-year option. So I would imagine that kicks in. I guess five years down the line, so I'm guessing 24. Um, but the at, le- at least the basis of it, from my understanding now, is it's four years on top of the two remaining. So he's now under contract with the Panthers for the next six seasons. So through the 2025 season, and in total now, uh, he's going to be due $75 million over those six years. And again, the extension now is four years, $64 million. So that'll make him the highest paid running back in NFL history. The previous high, of course, was Ezekiel Elliott uh, at about $15 million a year because he had that six-year, $90 million contract. This is, again, a four-year, $64 million extension for Christian McCaffrey. Now, does he deserve that kind of money? Were the Panthers right to... Uh, pay him all that money. Look, I've obviously seen both sides of the equation here from McCaffrey supporters and people that are against this contract. In fact, I ran a poll uh, on my Twitter. I just simply asked, hey, how would you rate the uh, the Christian McCaffrey deal? And, uh, you know, I, I broke it down because, of course, Twitter, you can only have four choices. So I had to, you know, play around a little bit. But I made the choices, you know, 0 to 1, uh 2 to 5, 6 to 9 and a 10. And majority of the voters, or I should say um, you know, the highest percentage of voters, 44% of them uh would rate it between a 6 and a 9, and then 21% rated it between a 2 and a 5. There were a couple votes actually for a 10, and then I got some uh 0 or a 1. My take on this is Look, Christian McCaffrey is arguably the most versatile running back. I don't even know if I'd say arguably. I would say he is the most versatile running back in the NFL. You know, obviously you have, you know, your other dynamic running backs, guys like uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, obviously Zeke Elliott is up there. Um, but Christian McCaffrey, you know, look, the n- the numbers speak for themselves. They're f- been not that many running backs uh what two if I remember that rushed for a thousand yards and ran for a thousand yards uh in in a season so this isn't really like you know your, your typical running back contract right this isn't you know the Rams giving a lot of money to Todd Gurley or you know the um the the Jets paying all that money to Le'Veon Bell. This is this is a different scenario because you're basically treating Christian McCaffrey not just as a running back but as a wide receiver too, right? Because he he catches so many passes. He caught over 100 passes. You know, he was one of the you know not just the leader obviously in catches for the Panthers, but one of the leading catchers in the, in the NFL last season. So we we basically treat him like. A hybrid player and so he's gonna get paid like one and that's why he came to you know 16 million dollars it was just enough to make him the highest paid running back in the NFL and you know he's right up there obviously with some of the highest paid wide receivers in the NFL you know obviously not at the top because I mean you you're not paying a running back 20 million dollars a year like you are a wide receiver with guys like Michael Thomas and uh, Amari Cooper. But I think $16 million is a, is a pretty solid value. Now, I get the argument that I've also seen with um, comparing Christian McCaffrey to Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers. And and look, I, I like Austin Eckler a lot. I thought he had a really good season. But I would argue that this kind of comes down to... Um, more of more of a resume. You know, McCaffrey has a bigger resume right now than Eckler. Um, and he basically does it all for the Carolina Panthers. Whereas with the LA Chargers, you know, Eckler's been kind of the head guy, but they've also mixed in other guys. You know, they mix in uh Justin Jackson a little bit. And obviously, they had Melvin Gordon there for a good while too. Now, of course, Melvin Gordon's gone. He's with the Broncos, and you know, Eckler just got that contract. But there was obviously the huge difference in money between what Christian McCaffrey is going to get and what Austin Eckler just signed for. I believe it was uh, $24.5 million, if I remember correctly. So, you know, we're... so I I get people that are, you know... Yeah, it was was a four-year, $24.5 million deal. So you're talking only $6 million a year. So on average... Christian McCaffrey is going to make ten million more per year than Austin Eckler, but again, I get people that are arguing why Christian McCaffrey is making so much more money than Austin Eckler when Eckler was putting up pretty comparable numbers. But again, I I think it comes down to you know the the Chargers. It it doesn't seem like the Chargers value the running back position as much, you know, they do have a a guy like Eckler, but, um, I mean, let's face it. I think if they really wanted to, they would have given Melvin Gordon a big contract extension and they obviously didn't, you know, he held out and still didn't get the money he was looking for. In fact, he ended up, um, more or less taking a pay cut his, his, the contract he signed with the Broncos was not as much as, you know, maybe some of us in the media thought he was going to get or some or particularly Melvin Gordon himself. I think he might have either overvalued himself a little bit or, you know, the market just wasn't there for him. So the Chargers could have gave him all that money and they didn't. You know, they gave some of that to Austin Eckler. But again, you know, there's other running backs that also um, get some work in with the L.A. Chargers. You know, it's, it's a good amount of work for Eckler, but not to the extent that, Christian McCaffrey was doing in Carolina. I mean, let's face it. How often was Christian McCaffrey off the field when the Panthers were on offense? The answer to that, of course, is very little. Here and there, you might have seen Reggie Bonifin uh, get some snaps or, you know, what it, whatever the case may be. But what was it, about 98% of snaps he uh, Christian McCaffrey played, whereas Austin Eckler, I'll look it up real quick. Austin Eckler played, as we run through this real quick here. Austin Eckler played only about fifty six and a half percent of snaps for the LA Chargers this season. So you could argue that that's where, um that's where the difference in number comes in. Eckler played 599 snaps, which was about 56.5% of the snaps, while Melvin Gordon played about 40% of the snaps for the Chargers, at least at running back. And then you saw uh, Justin Jackson, like I said, he was sprinkled in there about 9% of the snaps. And then uh, Maine Pope played about 3% of the total snaps. Whereas Christian McCaffrey, like I said, you're, you're talking almost 98% of the snaps he was out there for. So I think that's where the argument comes in that uh, at least is in favor of, you know, Christian McCaffrey being as well-paid as he was. Yes, I understand people are going to argue the Carolina Panthers were not good. But let's face it, that obviously wasn't because of Christian McCaffrey. That was because... Their offensive line wasn't good. Their defense was really bad, especially their rush defense, which was one of the worst we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. You know, Christian McCaffrey can only do so much, but I mean, let's face it, this offense would have obviously been a lot worse if uh, if Christian McCaffrey was not on this team. And because they weren't really able to find a suitable second running back, he had to put in... So much work. We thought the Panthers, you know, we're going to give them a little bit of rest. You know, I even remember Ron Rivera talking at the combine last year saying that one of the things they wanted to try to do was, you know, bring in some running back help and help give some rest to Christian McCaffrey. But obviously that didn't happen even after they went out and drafted a running back in the fifth round in Jordan Scarlett you barely saw Jordan Scarlett on the field you saw more of Reggie Bonifant on the field I think than you did uh, Jordan Scarlett now of course both of them are back but it's a whole new coaching staff so who knows what Matt Rule and company are going to think of um, especially a guy like Jordan Scarlett we know Reggie Bonifant just signed that one-year contract so we'll see how he plays out but it'll be really interesting to see what they think of Jordan Scarlett and I think this upcoming draft is going to be very telling but I think it's because of all the work that Christian McCaffrey put in that you can make an argument in his favor that he deserves to be this uh, this handsomely paid uh, as a running back. Again, the it's not just because of him being a running back. It's everything that he brings to the table and just how how much he keeps this offense afloat, you know, especially last season when, you know, the the offense could have went in the tank after after Cam Newton got injured again. Christian McCaffrey really was the savior. And the fact of the matter is too now, Christian McCaffrey is now the highest paid player on this offense. You know, in, in terms of total contract value, his, his number now is higher than that of... Teddy Bridgewater. You know, even his extension, just his extension alone is more than Teddy Bridgewater's total contract. The extension for, for McCaffrey is $64 million. Bridgewater, of course, got $63 million from the Panthers. And of course, you add in uh, the two remaining, the two years he had coming up still, like we said, that pushes it to $75 million. So he's paid like the star now of this offense, And, you know, deservedly so. Now, what's this going to mean in the future? Are they going to have, you know, when we'll have to look at that, when we actually get the numbers on spot rack or whatever, what are the cap hits going to be? But it's, if you remember, I, I talked about this too before, you know, a few weeks ago when we started talking about, you know, rebuilding stuff and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. One of the things I said was... If the Panthers are going to pay Christian McCaffrey, they would be best suited to do it now before the new CBA deals kick in. And that's exactly what happened. Because let's face it, these salary caps are going to skyrocket now because of um, the higher percentage now that the NFL got. Because if I remember, I think I talked about this before. Uh, this new CBA deal was struck. So we didn't know what percentage the players were going to get. Now we know what the players are going to get. They're going to get between 48% to 48.5%, which of course is a bump higher than what they were previously getting. So you factor that in, plus all the money that the league is expected to get now from the new TV deals that should be coming up in a couple years. And of course, oh, by the way, 17 games now in the regular season versus 16 all that extra revenue, and of course some of it is going to be toward the players, That this salary cap, look, we've already hit, well, we almost hit $200 million in salary cap. We, of course, fell short of it by about $2 million. But in a couple of years, this salary cap is going to go way over $200 million and then some. So getting this contract done now, I think, puts the Panthers in a little bit of a better position because now at least they're locked in with the, they they pretty much know what the numbers are and they can account for that. As the salary cap grows, they can get an idea what the percentage is and it's not going to be as high as say, you know, some of these other contracts. So I don't think, I don't know if the, it's hard for me to say that they're, they put themselves in a position like say the Rams did with Todd Gurley that the Rams have already had to cut bait because of his injuries and uh the salary cap commitment got a little too tight for them. Now of course that's also the Rams going all in in that short window trying to win that Super Bowl and obviously it blew up in their face. The Panthers are in a different position where like I said I think they've got some they've got a lot of space now in 2021. And, of course, going forward as the salary cap rises. So I don't think this is going to hurt them too much as the years go forward. Again, we'll look at the the cap numbers uh, going forward. But I I think the Panthers are are going to be fine. And, you know, in a couple of years, I think you're going to have a young quarterback uh, that could very well be on his rookie deal. You know, even if you get to a position where, say, like 2022, if you want to cut bait with Teddy Bridgewater – And you save up that money and you bring in a young quarterback, Um, you probably are going to have other other players on on cheaper deals because by 2022, you know, let's say we we don't know who's going to get extended or or what's going to happen. But as of now, um, going into 2022... You know, you're going to be out of the Robbie Anderson deal because it was only a two-year deal. You're going to be out of the Justin Burris deal. Trey Boston's only going to have one year left on his contract. Um, we don't know what the offensive line is going to look like, obviously, either, but, you know, you might have some young guys there. DJ Now, DJ Moore might get his extension. I, I think the next player, you know, between him and Taylor Moten are probably the next two guys to uh to be looked at for a contract extension especially Moten because he's more he's obviously more coming up uh than than DJ Moore but you know you could still work them in but um and I think even Joe Person tweeted it as well saying that you know Taylor Moten looks like he's next and they're really not looking at anyone else so You're probably moving on from Curtis Samuel. We don't know what's going to happen with Robbie Anderson. So I think that this team is still in kind of a flexible position, even with um, all this money committed to Christian McCaffrey. So I don't think it's going to be a situation like the Rams. I don't think it's going to be a situation like the Jets with Le'Veon Bell. So I do not have a problem. I, I said I would understand if they traded McCaffrey, but... He is also their centerpiece, and it probably would have taken a lot to pry him. But now we can obviously kiss that, uh, kiss all that goodbye with uh, with this big contract. So that's that's just my thoughts on the Christian McCaffrey deal. Again, I get people that are against it, but I think this is a I think this is a fine move by the Panthers, both in terms of you know value and you know with the salary cap rising. I I think the Panthers are going to be just fine.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL draft. Check out mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: So before we continue on and uh, jump back into the running back or the draft running backs, ironically, um, of course, shout out to our friends over at queen city beauty group for their tremendous support. As always, Um, They, of course, started their own skincare line now with special pricing and free shipping as they partnered with Keep It Hempel uh, to bring you their line of CBD masks, which are each individually suited for specific skin conditions. And, of course, you can get a customized home treatment for your skin condition because, of course, unfortunately, we still can't get out and go to these shops. Hopefully, soon we can, but um, for now, they are offering... Home treatments customized to your skin condition. And of course, they have three masks in total. And these masks are very effective compared to the masks you find in a drugstore. Because these products offer targeted solutions for your skin condition. And these products will not leave you high or dry. So uh, the bundle they're giving away, of course. They've got the Facial Getaway, Survive, and Thrive bundle. Uh, You get one of each mask's. One of each mask from them. You get free shipping and you get a virtual consultation uh, with Nichelle Mosley uh, to maximize your benefits from the treatment. So to purchase the bundle for just uh, thirty masks for the uh, thirty dollars for the three masks, uh, just go to queencitybeautygroup.com. Find the Facial Getaway Survive and Thrive bundle to get yourself or a loved one on the way to a healthier you. Queen City Beauty Group, skincare for all. So, thanks to them, and thanks to our friends over at Postmates, who are doing a, a great job, and we thank them too for their support and just for what they're doing uh, during this during these uh, uncertain times. Uh, Postmates is offering one hundred dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days. All you got to do is download the Postmates app. That's P O S T M A T E S. Postmates and uh, use the code Locked On NBA. L O C K E D O N N B A. Locked On NBA promo code on the Postmates app. You get one hundred dollars in free delivery credit for your first seven days. So again, shout out to them for their support, and just thank you for uh, what you guys are doing for everybody uh, in this in, in these difficult times.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: So, draft running backs here. I'll keep a little short here because, obviously, the the Christian McCaffrey rant uh, went on pretty long. But let's, let's face it, that was... Obviously, worth talking about, and because of this contract now, I don't necessarily think the the Panthers obviously really need a running back. I can still see them going after one in the later rounds, but I do at least want to touch on some of the top guys just just for the hell of it, because you know we're all ex- we're all curious to see where these running backs go uh, in general. Obviously, you've got uh, really good guys at the top, DeAndre Swift. Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, all all run really well, but I tell you what, I think my favorite running back to watch, and I, I just went back and watched him a little bit yesterday, but I I think my favorite running back to watch in this class is Clyde Edwards Elair, out of LSU. I mean, I tell you what, the kid can scoot, uh, the, the kid's got some quickness, he um, he he runs well and. I think you could make a very valid valid argument that he is the best pass catching running back in this draft class. And I know some people that have him as the as their overall number one running back in this class. You know, not DeAndre Swift, not Taylor, not any of these guys, but I know people that have Edward Z. Lair as their top running back, and I can definitely understand why. Because, look, I mean, obviously in today's NFL, I I just got done ranting about it with Christian McCaffrey, how versatile he is. Clyde Edwards-Elair, I think, can be kind of that similar guy. He catches the ball well out of the backfield. You know, you saw LSU, you know, obviously LSU had a lot of star power, but they still ran enough, or, you know, they still worked that offense enough that they were still able to get Clyde. Uh, the ball a good amount, and he did a lot with it. He gets you yards after the catch, um, and, and like I said, he runs hard in between the tackles. So I'm a fan of Clyde edwards Elaire And then just running through some of the other names, you know, Eno Benjamin. There was some, uh, you know, there was some talk about him as a pass-catching running back. He did that pretty well at Arizona State. Joshua Kelly, though, listen, uh, he, he's obviously not one of the top running backs uh um, maybe by media standards but i tell you what just as a person just as character top notch i became a fan of him uh at the senior bowl at the combine just because of you know we, we connected a little bit it was really fun you know him and, and i think i talked about this before him and i you know we we talked a bit at the at the senior bowl i ran into him uh at the hotel lobby and we just talked a little bit he he loved to talk ball and then um, I took in his press conference at the combine. In fact, I was doing transcribing of that con- of that press conference for the Pro Football Writers. And he comes up to stage. I say, "Hey, it's good to see you, man." He goes, "Good to see you too." And then uh, seeing him walking through the convention center as he's getting ready for uh, some of his some of his workouts, and you know, we gave each other a handshake and a hug, and it was it was a great time so i tell you what I, I became a big fan of of joshua kelly i mean he's a good running back you know it's not just uh it's not just being a fan of him as, as a as a person which i am we saw what he did at the senior bowl and and i said that to him too as, as he took the stage uh, at the combine i said listen not many running backs do what you not run, many running backs have done what you did at the senior bowl and that's go for 100 yards and it's true. I, I think he rushed for over 100 yards, or at least he totaled over 100 yards. And you don't see that too often with running backs uh, at the Senior Bowl. I mean, he ended up getting a lot of work in that game. And he was he was really good in running and catching the ball. So I think in, in those middle rounds, I think somebody's going to get themselves a really nice back in Joshua Kelly. So I'm really intrigued to see where he ends up. Another guy I'm seeing a lot of love for in this draft class at the running back position is Darrington Evans out of Appalachian State. Another kid that uh, runs really well, a uh, good pass catcher. He's he's another guy I'll have my eye on. Um, I've I've seen people on Twitter talk about him in, in recent days, uh, and you can tell he's a lot of people have a bit of a draft crush on him. I guess we'll say so. He's another guy I'm tr- I'm intrigued where he's going to go. Cam Akers, you know, a lot of love for him as well. I've seen people think he can go maybe third round, you know, po- possibly a team like the Dolphins if they don't snag a running back uh, in the earlier rounds. So he's a good guy. Zach uh, Zach Moss is someone we talked about before, um, especially particularly with. Uh, Kyle Krabs' mock draft because he had the Panthers taking Zach Moss. So we touched on uh, Zach Moss a little bit. Uh, Jermichael Hasty is another guy that we saw at the Senior Bowl, talked about him a little bit. Jed Anderson out of TCU. Uh, the other TCU running back actually just had a virtual meeting with the Carolina Panthers, Siwo Olunilua. If I'm saying that right, I'm probably not even saying that right. Uh, and then Michael Warren, uh, Cincinnati. Uh, remember, we talked about, or at least on the update I did, um, Draft Wire, Luke Easterling, just did a seven-round mock, and in the seventh round, he had the Panthers taking, taking um, the kid out of Cincinnati, Michael Warren, uh, played two years at Cincinnati, uh, finished with 1,329 rushing yards and 19 touchdowns in 2018, and then had 1,265 yards and 14 touchdowns in 2019, so, I mean, he's obviously got the production, 33 touchdowns in two seasons, also caught 46 passes for 385 yards, uh, in those two seasons, so, um, you know, and he's listed what, what do we have, at least on Pro Football Network, uh, where where is it? Here we go. Five five nine two twenty-six. So he he's got some build, you know, a little smaller height-wise than Christian McCaffrey, but he's got some built to him at 226 and ran a 462 at the Combine. So not bad for uh 59226. So um if if that works out, that'll be an intriguing guy to watch. So again, that's Michael Warren. And then um Sc- uh Scotty Phillips is another guy I've seen people talk about out of Old Miss. And then you're kind of probably kind of getting into uh, the free agency territory as well. So that that's just kind of touching on some of the guys. Like I said, you know, I'm not uh, at at this point. I'm not really expecting the Panthers to harp on the position too much. Again, I think if they do attack the position, it's going to be day three. Especially now that the and I, and I would have thought that before this contract came out. Now I think even more so um, now that they're paying Christian McCaffrey sixteen million dollars a year for four years, but just kind of my general thoughts. Um, if, if I had to pick, uh, the, my top running back, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like Swift a lot. I, I like Dobbins, but you know, like I said before, I, I really like watching, maybe it's just the versatility. I don't know, but I had a lot of fun watching Clyde Edwards, E. and I'm really intrigued where he ends up going. I mean, I I'd be cool taking him in the second round. That that that's just me. I I think to have to have a really good pass catching running back in this day and age obviously is critical. You know, not saying these other running backs can't, but just the way Edwards Elare runs and how quick he is. I mean, what? He ran I mean, yeah, he ran a 458 uh in the 40, but I mean, a lot of these un- other running backs we're kind of in the in the four fours. You know, Eno Benjamin was a four-five seven. J.K. Dobbins was a four-five two. You know, not not everybody ran uh a four three nine like Jonathan Taylor did. You know, even DeAndre Swift was a four-four eight. So, you know, Edwards elair is only a tenth of a second slower than DeAndre Swift, and there's still a bunch of people that think DeAndre Swift is a first-round running back. So I'd have no problem with Clyde Edwards elair in the second round, he might end up being there in the third, but I fully expect him to be gone uh, by day two. So, if I had my pick of the at least at the top of the running backs, that's probably the guy I'm taking right now. It could be I could use him in a variety of ways, like LSU did. You know, you saw him line up in the backfield, you saw him line up out wide, just just so versatile. Really like the way he played. So, I, I guess that's my guy. That that's kind of my draft crush, at least at the uh, at the running back position. So. With that, that'll, like I said, I tried to make it a little short because I ranted for about 20 minutes on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so that's just kind of a small taste of the running back position. i will come back tomorrow, take a look at the wide receivers. And let's face it, obviously, we know it's a very deep class. So we'll just kind of touch on it here and there and see if we can uh, pick out some possibilities for the Panthers here. Uh, So with that, I'm going to head out. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. And just stay safe, everybody. It seems like we're starting to flatten the curve a little bit. So we're getting there slowly but surely. So take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe and have yourselves a great rest of your Tuesday. I'll be back tomorrow for more fun as we close in on the NFL draft and we'll finally have actual picks To talk about. I can't wait for that to happen. So I'm out of here. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.